Hey guys, welcome to Precision Nutrition's Eat, Move, and Live Better podcast. I'm Dr. John Berardi, co-founder of Precision Nutrition, and if you're not familiar with us, over the last 15 years, we've become the world's largest online nutrition, fitness, and health coaching company. Through that time, as you can imagine, we've watched fad diets and fitness crazes come and go. But when the fads have failed and the crazes died out and people just want something that works, they turn to Precision Nutrition for things like expert coaching, guided mentorship, and online support. In this podcast, which is a mix of recorded articles, interviews, and roundtable discussions, myself and my Precision Nutrition colleagues will help make the whole nutrition, fitness, and health process work for you. Ideally, you'll discover that eating, moving, and living well can be easy and enjoyable for now and into the future. So let's get started. Hey there, Coach Lee San with today's article, The Real and Surprising Reasons Healthy Movement Matters, by Krista Scott Dixon. To most people, healthy movement equals exercise. You know, cardio, crunches, and fitness models. But physiologically, moving your body is about so much more, like improved thinking, stronger relationships, and expressing your purpose in life. When most people hear healthy movement, they think exercise or fitness or looking better or weight loss, sometimes vanity, often fitting into social norms, the man telling you what to do or how to be. Moral righteousness packed as 6 a.m. hot detox spin late pump class or an entire weekend of Instagram-worthy self-punishment. Note, the hot detox spin late pump class isn't really a thing, but probably will be. But healthy movement is actually more interesting, liberating, and frankly, crucial than all that. We are all literally born to move. As we are all aware, human life has become structured in a way that makes it very easy to avoid movement. We sit in cars on the way to work, where we sit at our desks for much of the day, and then we come home and sit down to relax. That's not what our bodies are built for. So, creaky knees, stiff backs, and I can't keep up with my toddler have become the norm. Sure, if you can't move well, it may be a sign that you aren't as healthy as you could be, But the quality and quantity of your daily movement, your strength and agility, are actually markers for something much more important. As humans, we move our bodies to express our wants, needs, emotions, thoughts, and ideas. Ultimately, how we move and how much we move affects how we engage with the world and how we communicate our purpose in life. If you move well, You also think, feel, and live well. Healthy movement helps us feel well physically and emotionally, function productively, think, learn, and remember, interact with the world, communicate and express ourselves, and it helps connect and build relationships with others. We don't need workouts to move. Here's a shocking secret. There's nothing magic about a resistance circuit, the boot camp class at your gym, or the latest branded training method. Our ancestors didn't need to work out when they were walking, climbing, running, crawling, swimming, clambering, hauling, digging, squatting, throwing, and carrying things to survive. Nor did they need an exercise class. When they ran to get places, danced to share stories or celebrate rituals, or simply played. 
working out is just an artificial way to get us to do what our bodies have, for most of human history, known and loved. Regular movements we lost and forgot as we matured as a species. We may not hunt for dinner anymore. And we may opt for the elevator more often than not. We may move less. But movement is still programmed into the human brain as a critical aspect of how we engage with the world. Therefore, therefore, to not move is a loss much, much greater than your pant size. What factors determine how your body moves? While there are universal human movement patterns, our specific movement habits are unique to us and to our individual bioengineering. Basically, the human body amounts to a sophisticated pile of interconnected levers. Muscles are attached to bones with tendons. These tendons connect to two or more bones across a joint. When a muscle contracts or shortens, the tendon pulls on the bone. That contraction and pull causes the joint to flex, bend, or extend, straighten. How you move is determined by the size, shape, and position of all those parts, along with anything that adds weight, like body fat. If you're a tall person with long bones, it may be harder for you to bench press, squat, or deadlift the amount of weight your shorter buddy can, because your range of motion is much bigger than your friend's. So, you have to move that weight a longer distance with much longer levers. This is why there aren't many super tall weightlifters or power lifters, and why great bench pressers usually have a big rib cage and stubby T-Rex arms. But being a tall person with long bones means you can probably spank your short friend at swimming, climbing, and running. If you're bottom heavy and or shorter, you may not be able to run as fast as your taller friend, but you may have exceptional balance. If you've gained weight in your middle, or if you're pregnant, you may have back pain. That's because the extra belly weight pulls downward on the lumbar spine or your lower back. When the lumbar spine is pulled down and forward, lordosis, the pelvis also tips forward, known as anterior pelvic tilt, which pokes the tailbone back and the belly forward, aka Donald Duck butt. The upper and or mid-back may round to compensate, known as kyphosis. The downward pull can also affect all the joints below, the pelvis, hip, knee, and ankle. Conversely, it also works in the opposite direction, where, say, ankle stiffness can affect movement in the lower back. If you have wider shoulders, technical speak by acromial width, then you have a longer lever arm, which means you can potentially throw, pull, swim, or hit better. If you have longer legs, then you have longer stride, which means you can potentially run faster. This is especially true if you also have narrower hips, which create a more vertical femur angle, which is your Q angle, allowing you to waste less energy controlling pelvic rotation. There's a great visual of the Q angle in today's article. You can find it at precisionnutrition.com forward slash healthy dash movement. Some variations in movement we are given by nature and evolution. Other variations we learn and practice. If you're a woman who's top heavy, 
You may have developed a hunch in your thoracic spine, your upper and mid-back, whether from the physical weight of your breasts or from the social awkwardness of being the girl with boobs in middle school. Or, if you got really tall at an early age, you may have developed a habitual hunch to hide your size or communicate with hobbits like me. Yet, the structural engineering remains important, especially if we understand how our structures and physical makeup affect our movements. For instance, body fat and weight change how we move. This is especially true if you don't have enough muscle to drive the engine. At a healthy weight, your center of mass is just in front of your ankle joints when you stand upright. However, the more mass you have, especially if you have extra weight in front, the harder your lower legs and feet have to work to keep you from tipping forward. This puts additional torque, rotational force, on ankle joints. Once you start walking, which is essentially a controlled forward fall, you have to work even harder to compensate. Any unstable or changing surfaces, like stairs, ice, fluffy carpet, a wet floor, requires your lower joints to adjust powerfully and almost instantaneously, literally millisecond to millisecond. As a result, obese children and adults fall more often. Human bodies are amazingly adaptable and clever, but nevertheless, physics can be an unforgiving master. The good news is that this is generally reversible. No matter where you're starting, the more you move, the better your body will function. When we move, our muscles contract, we load our connective tissues and bones, we increase our respiration and circulation, and we release particular hormones and cell signals. All of these and a variety of other physiological processes tell our bodies to use its raw materials and the food we eat in certain ways. For instance, movement tells our bodies to retrieve stored energy, otherwise known as fat or glucose, and use it, to store any extra energy in muscles or use it for repair rather than storing it as fat, to strengthen tissues such as muscles, tendons, ligaments, and bones, and to clear out accumulated waste products. And improved body functions ensure you'll be able to move well and climb stairs or hills, step over obstacles, carry groceries, stand up from sitting down or getting up from the floor, grasp and hold objects like a hammer, pull or drag things like a heavy door or garbage can, and walk an excitable dog. The more we can do confidently and capably, the fitter we'll be. Even better, that means we'll do more. That leads to more fitness, and this virtual cycle continues. Movement does more than just get us into shape. Despite eyeglasses and iPhones, humans are still animals. We're meant to move with the grace and agility of a tiger or a monkey. Movement is how humans and other animals interact with the world. As babies, we immediately start grabbing things, putting things in our mouths, reaching for things, and clinging to our, now less furry, primate parents. We are tactile kinesthetic beings who must directly interact with physical stimuli, touching, tasting, manipulating, moving ourselves around objects in three-dimensional space. Movement helps us connect and build relationships with others. Movement is a sensor for the world around us. In one study, 
When people's facial muscles were paralyzed with Botox, they couldn't read others' emotions or describe their own. We need to mimic and mirror the body language and facial cues of one another to connect emotionally and mentally. From the puffed chest posturing of drunken young men outside a bar, to Beyonce's fierce dance moves, to the mating rituals like close leaning and eye contact, to the laser stare your mom gives you when she knows you're up to no good. Movement gives us a rich, nuanced, expressive language that goes far beyond words, helping us build more fulfilling and lasting relationships with fewer misunderstandings, disconnections, or communication bloopers. Movement helps us think, learn, and remember. You might imagine that thinking lives only in your head, but in reality, research shows we do what's called embodied cognition, in which the body's movements influence brain functions like processing information and decision-making and vice versa. So, thinking lives in our entire bodies. But even if thinking were limited to our brains, there is evidence that movement and thought are intertwined. It turns out that the cerebellum, a structure at the base of the brain previously thought only to be used for balance, posture, coordination, and motor skills, also plays a role in thinking and emotion. Also, movement supports brain health and function in many ways by helping new neurons grow and thrive, neurogenesis. Every day, our brains produce thousands of new neurons, especially in our hippocampal region, an area involved in learning and memory. Movement, whether learning new physical skills or simply doing exercise that improves circulation, gives the new cells a purpose so that they stick around rather than dying. Thus, movement helps maintain existing brain structures, helps slow age-related mental decline, helps us recover if our brain is injured or inflamed, lowers oxidative stress, and increases the levels of a substance known as brain-derived neurotrophic factor, or BDNF, which is involved in learning and memory. Move well, move often, get smarter. Movement affects how we feel physically and emotionally. People of all shapes and sizes say they have a better quality of life with fewer physical limitations when they are physically active. If you exercise regularly, you probably know that kick-ass workouts can leave you feeling like a million bucks. Personally, I think of mine as anti-bitch meds. Research that compared exercise alone to diet alone found people who change their bodies with exercise rather than dieting feel better about their bodies, about their capabilities, about their health, about their overall quality of life, even if their weight ultimately doesn't change. Now, just imagine if you combined the magic of exercise with brain-boosting and bodybuilding nutrition. Find out what healthy movement looks like for you. Not everyone has to be or can be a ballet dancer or Olympic gymnast. As a 5-foot, 40-something woman who can't run well nor catch a ball, I'm fairly sure the NBA and NFL won't be calling me. But I'm also not saying that I shouldn't climb the stairs because of my cue angle is the way to go. I'm saying today, pay special attention to how you move.
Be curious. As you go through the mundane activities of your day, notice how your unique body shapes your movements. How do you move? And how could you potentially move? In our coaching programs, we work with a lot of clients who have physical limitations, such as chronic pain or movement restrictions, say from an injury or inflammation, too much body fat and or not enough lean mass, too many or too few calories or nutrients to feel energetic, age-related loss of mobility, a physical disability, and neurological problems. You may have some body configuration that makes it easier or harder for you to do certain things. We all have structural or physical limitations. We all have advantages. It all depends on context. Regardless of what your unique physical makeup might be, there are activities that can work for you and help you make movement a big part of your daily life. Ask yourself, how can I move better? Whatever that means for my unique body. And what might my life be like if I did? And finding someone who can help you if you think that's what you need. What to do next. First step, pay attention to how it feels to move. Sense in to your body. When you walk or run, how long is your stride? Do your legs swing freely? Do your hips feel tight or loose? What are your arms doing? Where are you looking? When you stand, how does your weight shift gently as you stand? What does that feel like in your feet or lower legs? When you sit, where is your head? Can you feel the pressure of the seat on your back or bottom? When you work out, can you feel the muscles working? What happens if you try to do a fast movement, like a jump or a kick, slowly and vice versa? Step number two. Consider whether you're moving as well as you could. Do you feel confident and capable? Ninja ready for anything? Do you have some physical limitations? Do you have ways to adapt or root around them? When was the last time you tried learning new movement skills? What movements would you like to try in a perfect world? Step number three. Think about other ways to move. If you're working out a certain way because you think you should, but it's not fitting your body well, consider some other options. Or, if your current workout is going great but you're curious about other possibilities, consider expanding your movement repertoire anyway. Everything from archery to Zumba is out there, waiting for you to come and try it out. Remember, you don't have to work out or exercise to move. And you don't need to revamp your physical activity overnight either. Take your time. Do what you like. Pick one small new way you can move today. And do it. Step number four. Help your body do its job with good nutrition. Quality movement requires quality nutrition. And just like your movements, your nutritional needs are unique to you. Here's how to start figuring out what optimal nutrition means for you. First, balance your intake to eliminate possible nutrient deficiencies. Calibrate your calorie intake with easy, effective portion control and appetite awareness. Tailor your diet for special circumstances like pregnancy or injury. And find ways to reduce stress. This may look a little different for men and women. 
If you feel like you need help on those fronts, get it. A good fitness and nutrition coach can help you find activities that suit your body, review your nutrition and offer advice on how to improve your diet, even if your life is hectic, and can help you identify any potential food sensitivities that could be causing or worsening inflammation and thus restricting your movements. We've helped almost 50,000 people eat, move, and live better. We'd love to help you too. This has been Coach Lee San from Precision Nutrition reading today's article, The Real and Surprising Reasons Healthy Movement Matters by Krista Scott Dixon. You can read it yourself by visiting precisionnutrition.com forward slash healthy dash movement. Thanks for listening. Okay, everyone, that's it for this week's edition of Precision Nutrition's Eat, Move, and Live Better podcast. For more information about how to eat, move, and live better yourself, and for some awesome free nutrition and health resources, come visit us on the web at www.precisionnutrition.com. You could also visit us on Facebook or on Twitter at InsidePN. Talk to you next time.